Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or Internet wannabe Masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 280. Is it 280? Yes, it's 280 of the After-Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan coming to you on the uh, back side of our dark for the summer season. I guess this is the uh, back to school episode of the After Lodge podcast. I am uh, joined, as we were accustomed to before the summertime, by my partner in crime who I actually saw in person for the first time this past weekend, Worshipless Producer Bruce. What's up, everybody? Sir John, going... Going down the list. Engage the fury. Yeah, the uh, the widow son of the tribe of fallen bridges. We have uh, Chuck. Swiggity, swiggity, beware of Tony's booty. Oh, yeah. Tony popped on when we did the Almost show last week, and he was nude as usual. So maybe yeah. we'll do that again tonight. And uh, Jamie, our official Canadian affairs correspondent, is here. Coming at- from the bottom of Mushroom Mountain. Yeah, he may or may not be high tonight. Well, it doesn't matter. It's okay in Canada. The night is young. Just because you look like a bunch of snakes and a raccoon, Harlan, doesn't mean anything. I don't know what that means, but okay. I'm going to... Jamie, that's what I see. So, um, yeah, Lodge is, Lodge is still going. The, the podcast is still going in spite of the... Uh, Variant of the variant of the Delta variant of the coronavirus. Um, by now? No masks where I'm at, baby. Yeah, I. Because I, I, I can't live know. out. Chuck and I were we're getting getting into that before the show, but we'll uh, we'll save the hormonal rage-inducing conversations about that for off the air because none of y'all can be rational about anything. So oh, off. come on, we're now. just not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. No, can confirm. Social you need okay. to so be very rational. Why okay. would we be rational? I wasn't talking about you guys. I was talking about the the whole outside world. I know we can talk about it. We do. Hmm. But oh, yeah, the world's dumb. You mentioned anything about mass? I, I don't want my house getting like firebombed by. Very good point. Probably by 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 both sides because they agree that, that you want to be they hate them. us. Yeah. <laughs> just just the hate for us. I just yeah. had just. Got another checklist of more groups that just want to firebomb his house. I just want to do a check. I'm working on uh, working on CCP as one of those check marks. They don't know who I am, but I'm trying to keep it that way. That was our other pre-show discussion is my uh, my nightmares of China, but we'll... Uh, they do now. Yeah. It's got to be a boogeyman in every age, right? It's, it's 
how they uh, keep us. Be an actual boogeyman. Like I would, I would, I would rather the monster be, you know, something I could see, something under my bed. That's that's the uh, that's the epsilon variant. No, mm. epsilon variant. I was I was gonna say we call it Congress, but I guess epsilon's a good name too. <laughs> no, they're just vampires. There's something. And you can but still see like Congress cool suck the life out of you. They're the lame yeah. vampires like from Twilight. <laughs> the sparkly ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're below Count Chocula, the hierarchy of vampires. <laughs> some, are, some are sparkly, some are like have a weird greasy sheen. Shimmer. <laughs> what sparkly is sparkly, John. We said what we said. It's oh, fair. So we uh stripper yeah. gl- uh strip stripper glitter. That's all it is. It's just stripper <laughs> glitter. We're carrying on with our uh, with our masonry. To wit, uh, as I shared with you guys, I finally managed to secure my secretary's salary for 2020. Harley got paid last meeting, which was sad. I, I did, I did. Um, there was a photo being circulated because happy. And since this is an audio podcast, Harley might want to describe how he received his yeah. funds. Received my wages in a. Uh, one of our, our old fish fry buckets full of pennies, like 70 pounds of pennies. Um, Good shit. And they gave me it in a bucket without a handle because our treasurer thought it would be funny. It now, was. what makes this better is, as you may know, there is a coin shortage going on. So you can't just go to the bank and say, I want $100 worth of pennies because they don't, they don't have it usually. There's like a limit per customer. So our treasurer and our junior past master had to go around smurfing for pennies to pull this gag off. I feel like they so, hit every bank in the area. Yeah, they would just go from bank to bank because you could only get one or two rolls at each wow. bank. And so they'd have to call ahead and then or, or they'd, they'd both go and like one go in at a time. So they get four rolls from the bank before they go hit the next bank. So they, I, they I, just, took I just weeks. appreciate that they got all the pennies in rolls and then sat there and took the time to undo the rolls and pour them in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> so Harlan, yeah, the, right. tarot, <laughs> the tarot card comes up as the wheel of fortune. I, I approve. That's what he got. Uh, but at least I got to do my Scrooge McDuck routine and run away from the lodge with a large bucket full of pennies. And then I tried to jump it. at them. It hurt. You need more. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like we we got rid of the pennies up here in Canada too, but I bet you I could scrounge up you some. You know, like, I can't even go to the bank and get pennies now. What's a, what's a Canadian penny worth? Is that is that like an old shilling? Is it like a, a tenth of a U.S. cent? It's a what? bit. It's, it's a, a bit. It's a bit. It's an actual bit. <laughs> it's an actual <laughs> one eighth. Um, uh, no, it doesn't exist. I guess I could I could go put a handful out of the. Ones that I have, it's worth nothing. It, it's nothing now. It, it's worth. I can walk into a bank and they will give me nothing for a hundred of them. I literally really? can't cash them in for money anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're no longer considered legal tender. Can you s- cash them in as scrap metal? Yeah, but I mean, I like, think I can because one hundred no of a Canadian dollar know. is now a unit of value so small that it is literally worth nothing. It is worth less than those Zimbabwe five hundred million dollar bills. Well, digitally, it's still okay, worth a penny. Isn't there, like, a penny is worth one cent. Is still one cent digitally. Or whatever, still yeah. worth something because yeah. uh, they're not printing them anymore. Right here we have those little decimal point uh, significant figures in different banking systems where you can get point whatever pennies. I guess it's the same thing. Mm, kinda. 
<laughs> it's still it's still uh, invisible money that doesn't really exist, right? Doesn't matter what the denomination yeah. is, it's still invisible money that doesn't exist. Unless you have two coffee cans of it in your backyard. Yeah, I mean that, and, well, that's the best kind of money because then when you need more, you just you just change some bits in a in a computer, and there you go. But here's another thing, Harlan. Another vote for being Canadian, though, because we don't have the pennies. You would have had a bucket of nickels. There would have been less to count, and it would have been lighter. No, he still would have had a bucket of pennies. <laughs> no, they, they they would have done what they were going <laughs> to do because my brothers are assholes. <laughs> they would have found the pennies. And then it wouldn't be worth anything. You have to pay him in legal tender. You, well, you can't pay point, him. At that point, give him the dollar amount of lead, in, in lead, lead ingots just in a bin. <laughs> so here's here's another question of relevance that, that came up Saturday. And I haven't hashed this out with my grand secretary yet because I know we're going to have a difference of opinion. And he's got the gold jewel and I got the silver one. So I know how this is going to end. But when you petition to join a lodge... This was a good question. Yeah. So Grand Lodges, especially in the U.S., with our obsession over territorial jurisdiction, unlike the rest of the world, a a Grand Lodge has jurisdiction over the non-Masons within its geographic boundaries, right? So if you want to join a lodge somewhere, it has to be under the writ and rules of whatever is the Grand Lodge of where you reside. Which here is just the state. Right. It all, it all makes sense, right? You, you, you've you got your Grand Lodge decides. So if you live in Florida, you want to join a lodge in Georgia, you got to get it okay by Florida. It yeah. all makes sense. Once you join a Masonic Lodge and you're accepted to membership, that the Grand Lodge that issued the charter of your lodge is now the Grand Lodge with jurisdiction over you, right? Regardless of where you live is the thought. So if I live here in Pennsylvania... Really, I feel like it's the question because we kind of couldn't really come to an agreement on that. Well, well, no, the question I think is a couple steps down, but you're you're starting to hit it. I had the impression, and this is what I'm trying to get clarified because it was more than an impression. Being a member of our Grand Lodge, if I decide to move across the state border and set up my residence there, I don't change lodge or anything. The Grand Lodge of the state I moved to has zero Masonic jurisdiction over me. False. I mean, if I don't go to their lodges no. and do things. At least up, up here, it, the, the Grand Lodge that you have your dues card on owns you. But if right. you, right. so, you... So if Harlan moved to a different state and still had his old dues card, then... That grant, the Grand Lodge that you... At least from up where I am, the Grand... Same whether you move or you're visiting, you got to abide by that Grand Lodge rules and regs. That is the official stance of the Grand Lodge. But but even so, if I don't visit a lodge, I don't join a lodge in my new state. I merely just have my house there. All of my Masonic activities are still in my old state. Hypothetical states to make this argument easier. Okay, two hypothetical neighboring states. Let's go with my old favorite, North and South Dakota. I got. I'm in Connecticut. What state are you talking about? I'm right on the Connecticut Mass line, so this actually happens a lot around me. Right. So if you're if you're Connecticut Mason. It's a different and you move your residence to Massachusetts and, and you're you're living there, but you don't do any masonry in Massachusetts. You don't visit a lodge, you don't transfer your membership, you're still a Connecticut Mason. Does the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts have any jurisdiction over you? Yes. 
if to, to so, so far so far as it comes to Masonic offenses. Yes, but but what it would okay. how it would play out is the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts would have to have their Masonic trial and then submit those results to the Grand Lodge of which you are an actual member of. And since the Grand Lodge, especially in New England, all the Grand Masters know each other. If you're getting put on trial by the Grand Lodge in Massachusetts, the Grand Master in Connecticut's going to know. Well, right. We're, so I'm less going about Masonic offense and more Masonic charges are not part of. Yeah, I'm going about this. jurisdiction for like purposes of waivers of jurisdiction. So, for instance, I'm a Connecticut Mason. I I moved just across the line. I live in Massachusetts now, but I'm still a Connecticut Mason. Don't do anything in Massachusetts related to yeah. masonry. And I decide I want to seek a dual membership with a lodge in Pennsylvania. Does that Pennsylvania lodge have to go to the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts to get a waiver of jurisdiction? Not a member. Need to have no, a dual because membership. Affili- affiliation is affiliation does not require uh, a waiver. It just it's just a, affiliation simply requires you to prove through your Grand Secretary that you are Mason in good standing. Right. And this, That's by, right. and by the way, folks, for our, view, our viewers and listeners, it's jurisdictional. Your results may vary based on where you go. Right. Well, this right. chart okay. is, is my opinion, though. Like we, we, that's how I've been operating the secretary's desk in my lodge for a long time. We have a lot of out of state members, like plural members who are members of lodges in another state. And I've always assumed if you're already a Mason and you're going for dual membership or, or just transferring or anything else along those lines, we don't need to get a waiver of jurisdiction from anybody, but even conceding if we had to, which is the argument I got into Saturday it would be from the jurisdiction to which that brother belongs, not the one he just happens to live in. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would make sense. We've got a guy, unless it's Arkansas, because well, Arkansas. I said masonry, Chuck. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, we've got a guy who who's moved here from California. Oh, right? well, so his California. mother lodge that's is in true. California, and that's the only lodge he holds membership in. And so I thought, no big deal. I called up the Grand Lodge out there just to make sure. They, the lady I talked to said, no, you don't need any kind of thing. Just send us the paperwork so we know he's done it and we'll forward his record over. I'm like, perfect. Don't have to go through this waiver process because he's doing a dual membership. What got raised in Lodge on Saturday right before we were ready to vote on the guy was his home address is in the state across the river. So he resides in a third state that he has no Masonic affiliation with whatsoever, just happens to be where his house is. And that, then I had the craft demanding that I needed to get a waiver no. jurisdiction from that third state. For, for yeah. affiliation, you don't need anything for a waiver okay. because you're already, you're the, the that waiver makes, is only, no you, it, the waiver only applies if you're not a Mason looking to join a lodge. And that, that's been my thought for the, how long have I been doing this? This is my eighth. A God, this is my eighth year. Ah. I've been secretary too long. That's how I've done it for eight years is you're already a Mason. I don't send waivers anywhere. It's not yeah. like he's demitting somewhere else or isn't a Mason trying yeah. to become a Mason in a different spot. He's dual right. membership. And that's a completely right. well, different. Or even if you're transferring, because we're not going to be able to pull the hood over anyone's eyes because mm. ha, ha, that's 
funny when you think about it because yeah, you have to uh, <laughs> because when somebody transfers or affiliates, I as the secretary have this whole thing that I send as a notice to his other lodge or lodges that, hey, we've taken this guy in as a member and it's sealed and signed and I send it back to whoever. And so there's, it's not like they're not going to know. So you'd think if they were requiring a waiver, one of those lodges in the past eight years would have said, hold on, what are you doing? And it's never that's happened. A, like, it's a long time for everybody that ever comes across it to miss that point. Yeah. yeah. And the only time you said the only time you need a waiver is if you are petitioning a lodge to receive the degrees of masonry. It also, it also applies uh, if you want to go through chapter council commander in a different jurisdiction. Yep. Also, uh, NMJ versus uh, Southern jurisdiction for Scottish right. It also applies because, um, but once you're in either jurisdiction, then you can travel. And it also, it also applies to shrine based on their jurisdiction as well. Things I'm learning as I'm right doing things, but and yeah, no, that it is, I was going to, to put my secretary foot down and say it's fine, except we have – there were four past district deputy grandmasters in the room. My, myself. What makes you think they know anything? I, I, nothing. I'm, I'm one of them. And so that's why I was like, what, what does that mean? But the rest of the craft was swayed that if four past district deputies don't, don't have a consistent answer, then we're going to table this vote. And, and send our secretary to talk to the Grand Lodge. So I haven't done that yet, but it did raise an interesting question about jurisdiction generally, particularly about Masonic offenses, which means I can never leave the state because if I go somewhere <laughs> else where I pissed off local Masons and then I like rent an apartment there and then they expel me. Yeah. So, so I guess basically we should have just led with, to be fair, those are we didn't need a waiver to begin with. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Is it? He's a mason. He's in good standing. Mm -hmm. As long as his paperwork checks out. And remember, I I moved from the actual Western Pennsylvania to where I am now and transferred my membership over. It didn't do much for my lodge secretary back home or the one here, but it did make the grand secretary of Connecticut and then the grand secretary of Pennsylvania's lives miserable because they had to make sure that once the lodges did everything, it had to go to the grand bodies, and then there's all this stuff about letting you go and all this stuff and yep, making sure you're paid on the books, you request everything in advance, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah. The, that was the bulk of our, our Saturday. And then I was supposed to do an educational talk. Way too much time arguing about that. We did, well, because I was trying to just put an end to it, and I, I kept foolishly thinking I was going to sway – the old guys and then you i just, just done it i think that was the problem is the one old guy who everybody listens to was not right in this case and yeah they are the entire lodge was like no F you <laughs> like didn't you hear what he said yeah which to be fair he was a secretary for a lot longer than i've been so not of our lodge but of his old lodge yeah no to be fair uh he's gonna get his 60 year pin yeah in, in two meetings Jeez. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he's got some experience for sure. He got a seventy-year member of mine. Wow. wow, I don't even think I'll hit fifty because I didn't start till I was forty. So I don't think I'm making ninety. Dude, I'm not gonna hit age yeah. fifty. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I started on my twenty-first birthday, and I'm not gonna hit fifty either. So don't don't feel bad. Yeah, fifty fifty years, I'd have to make seventy-two. 
Yeah. <laughs> Seventy and I just we're not we're not seeing each other. Well, that's I'm kind not. of unoptimistic. Well, so, no, I, I actually pro- I will see fifty because oh, wait, you don't have health care. Sorry, I forgot. No, I have family. It's not that, Jamie. We don't have access to all the drugs <laughs> we want. Okay. <laughs> the good die young and pricks live forever. Yeah. I'm making fifty years. I've got I've got family genetics not on my side. Men in my family rarely make it past sixty, so I'm uh Wow. It's that's not to be fair, they're all morbidly obese and chain smokers, but um And from Appalachia. The well, real Appalachia, not your Appalachia where you live now. Not the Western Pennsylvania Appalachia. No, the one that I'm from. No, I, that's what I said. Morbidly <laughs> obese chain smokers, coal yeah. miners, Appalachians, yes. The true Appalachians. That's that's where my genes come from. So I'm uh, not gonna. I'm just not planning too far into the into the horizon. <laughs> that's uh, my f- your future is not that bright. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh no, it's bright. It's just not long. Right? Uh, I guess that, I guess that's that's I mean, even it's better. Like like. like it's like gunpowder. You can have a big flash quicker, or you can like slow burn it. I'm just the going the flashy burns route. The brightest burns the shortest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. It, Bruce, my brain just couldn't pull it out. I have a little bit too much marijuana and a little bit too much liquor, so I can't. What happens? I feel a little nauseous. Thanks yeah, for that. Uh, <laughs> so we're still dark around. Oh, you had yes. your first edible, John? Whoa, wait, wait. John just said he had an edible. No, oh, no, we're not show. going to confess to federal crimes on on he international podcast. Yeah, I've got a good defense attorney. <laughs> well, he didn't say what kind of edible. It could have been. Right. No, it's it's a lot of I mean, to be fair, the Taco Bell I had for dinner is technically edible. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's not food. It's technically not food, but it's edible. Anything's edible if you're driven enough. That's yeah. No, I, 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 anyway, I've seen some of my ex-girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, on my motorcycle trip uh, last week, I had my first experience with. Wow. Oh, right on. How'd that go? That. I was already really hammered when I did it, so I. Just... Uh, oh, John. Did you vomit? No, I was fine. You were okay. Good. Oh yeah. No, I just, I just. Like, I was completely coherent, but couldn't figure out why my feet weren't going in the direction I was trying to get them to go. Because I would aim that way and then walk that way. Yeah, the edibles are a little different than smoking it. That is for sure. So, that yeah. was an interesting experience. We didn't, I didn't know until we started our trip that uh, marijuana is uh, legal in Michigan, because we went up to the UP of Michigan. And my brother's like, we're stopping at a dispensary. That was like, he just had a complete... Rock solid hard on. We're like, he's like, I'm stopping at a dispensary. I'm getting stoned because he's never done it either. So, all right, on. Yeah. So during the trip, we would stop at our hotels and he we're would get rock like, at really it. Fuck you guys with your ability to have stuff. So, yeah, that was a. You had some every time you stopped or just the once? No, every night. Uh, we, he managed to hit it. Well, we missed it the first night. Um, and then on the second night of the trip, we're riding down the road and all of a sudden on our. Because we have we have wired helmets, so we can talk while we're riding. And all of a sudden, I hear him say, "You turn, you turn, you turn, you turn." And like he does one of these mm-hmm. on the highway. So it's like, oh shit! Like I whip around behind him. All of a sudden, he's hauling ass, and he doesn't speed. He found himself a dispensary and wanted to get there like now. <laughs> that when ours first opened, I I was like in the line that day. 
I had to be I had to be in line that day when ours opened. I mean, I already had weed at home, but you know, a two hour wait in line just to go in and see the place, it was worth it. <laughs> now I now I understand why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun thing because the one thing I like about it, unlike alcohol, even when you get a little bit high, you're still there. I find when I drink too much, I'm gone. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm no longer myself anymore. Yeah, I that's get dumber. What in the hell did you just share, Harlan? So fellas, I just put a thing in our Slack channel that my my wife sent me about the ads that Google is putting on our show. You know, she sent me that when we started, and I thought about holding it up to the camera, but then I figured she sent oh it to you. Oh, God. Wow. I don't know uh, what okay, that I, is. I'm on my phone, so I can't see it, so hold on. Um, give me a... Is this like a show? Oops. Oh! <laughs> hold nice that What the... Oh, yeah, that's, that's why Google that's is the top putting, uh, I don't know what that is. Video. My first thought was, have we been hacked? And then I thought, no, it's Google. Advertising for... Uh, it's just a recommended video. Or I don't... You know what? Really, so that's honestly, the record. Not for nothing. <laughs> is this young old dad? Is wait a second. I'm, it's I'm a bunch sure of dudes video on polls. Shows yeah. up because of... Like your wife's viewing history and all that. Yeah, your wife's viewing history because I got the show open oh, on that a fake sense. account of mine, and that's not what I see. So yeah. apparently, that's what your wife likes to watch on her phone, and not not and when she's not in. You just learned. You just learned something right. important, and now we also know she's watching. <laughs> we also know what you're going to have to dress up like for her birthday, Harlan. Oh, no, no, we know some. Role, we, we know some bedroom role right play now. of Harlan's now. Yeah. Giggity, giggity. Oh, <laughs> so my ads are all like Simon Whistler. Uh, YouTube channel, so I, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Yeah, I, mine's Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> so, so uh, in other nerd news, um, since the theaters are open near That's me, and I do enjoy going to the movies, I took my kids to see Jungle Cruise. It's a quality movie. Really? Full of dad jokes. Full-on software dad jokes. Fantastic. Right on. Another one, The Green Knight. It's Tolkien's version of Gawain versus The Green Knight. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's not a gory, action-packed thing. It's actually like a got character development, and it's like an epic two-hour tale of him going to fight The Green Knight. So if you know the Arthur legends, it's freaking amazing. Go see it before the world shuts down again, and we all have to just sit here and zoom again. Okay. Like we do every week. But yeah, Green Knight, freaking amazing. 10 out of 10. And this nerd don't give a lot of movies 10s out of 10s. Well, okay. I'll say the only movie I've seen recently is Movie 43, which is... I know. job hilarious. Unintentionally, like too. Two it of was... those scenes, I think I really got into. The rest of them were just... Some were just dumber than hell, but some many of them were goofy. Freaking hilarious. The one with Hugh Jackman, holy shit. That was good. And the one with Leif Schreiber with the uh, homeschool kid, I was dying. That movie's 
cracked. That and Willy's Wonderland is another one that's just completely. The, uh, oh, also, there's oh, a I new. Kinda, I want to watch Willy's Wonderland. I've seen that. One. <laughs> also, on Netflix, there's a new Godzilla cartoon, pretty good, and more importantly, four-year-old Chuck squeed really hard. There is a brand new. It's only five episodes, half hour long. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, ha- ha- have you watched those yet? I've watched the first three of the five. Because they're there's actually a good. that happens, and I don't want to spoil it, but the internet is really mad about it. I don't doubt it, considering it happens in the first episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I I stay away from spoilers online. Well, but... okay, hold on. So it kind of happens again. Like, finish watching it. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, because the thing is, like, it's it's kind of like Castlevania, where apparently, like, they invest in a show for a couple episodes. And it seems to be a hit. They'll make more seasons. So people should watch it or at least get angry online about it and talk about it. Because people being angry about it is good. Buzz is buzz. So that might get us another season where something awesome happens. Because I'll point out, they're they're selling the toys at the store now. Because I happen to be walking by and I saw them. And they're definitely not for my kids because the He-Man figure is like 35 bucks. And he looks damn near like the He-Man I had when I was two. Which was not with inflation. It was not thirty five dollars. Well, it's like it's it's funny you would say that because this this whole Masters of the Universe thing was a Kevin Smith thing. Like he directed it and wrote it and all that, and like that's kind of been his shtick ever since his first movie was piss people off. And then that like he he did that with Clerks. He did that with Chasing Amy, and he definitely did it with Dogma. He got more attention from pissing people off about Dogma than you know people who enjoyed the movie. Dogma is brilliant. It is, and I, I, I guess it's worked for him. Yeah. Yeah. If the he formula did, works, don't change it, right? Hey, he did Zack and Mary make a porno. He filmed it in a specific neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was and no one in that movie had a Pittsburgh accent. Not a single freaking one. You wouldn't be able to understand him. I would. <laughs> yeah. And so, the rest of us. So that's my lost. that's my nerd uh, my nerd ranting for the day. Um, he-Man, Godzilla, Jungle Cruise, and the Green Knight. Watch them. Anyway, well, don't watch He-Man if you, you don't want to be pissed off. But if you don't mind that, watch it. Let's see, I binge-watched, uh, and Bruce saw this, I, I last uh, this mm. past Friday and Saturday binge-watched Dairy Girls. And I laughed. It was hilarious. Dairy I, Girls? I, I, I never thought a show that's built essentially around a group of adolescent girls would be so funny, but holy it, shit! It's four four adolescent girls and and one and a and a guy who's a cousin of one of the girls, and they're in a Catholic school in Derry, Northern Ireland, and it's comedy gold. I had a, I had a, there was a couple like lines in there that I was dying at. My I had to explain to my wife a couple lines because if you don't know Irish, to be fair, most of the humor is Irish humor. So it is it is Irish humor, but it. If even if you don't quite get Irish humor, you'll still so get a good giggle out of the show. Yeah, yeah. If you like listening to John and I act like a bunch of junk, drunk, and jackasses, you will love this show. I'm just saying. Oh, it's probably accurate. Yeah. Highly accurate. <laughs> that was that, that was that was a good show. So, uh, is everybody ready to congratulate Brucifer on? Uh, on his newly earned plumber's license. It's not done yet. I still have to put the dirt in the hole. Shut your mouth till it's done. 
But you showed us the tried, paperwork. Listen, I tried to rent a machine because I'm off today. I'm off Wednesdays. I tried to rent a thing this morning. I went to three different rental shops in town. None of them had it. So, like, the, the curse of this thing just follows me all the way. So you want to but fill I, in dirt and you don't have you a shovel? One, I don't have 500 shovels and 1,000 people to work them. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, no, but you'll have one of you and one shovel you can move 5,000 times. Yeah, I don't want this job to take another eight months, Jamie. <laughs> I, look, if you go to a Home Depot or Lowe's, I'm sure there's some guys there who'll do it for 20 bucks. Oh, or a bit of crack. Anyway. Oh. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, crack's, crack's not big around here. There's, they, they, they have yeah. a we're yeah, more, just, of a, yeah, more of a meth state. Oh. Bruce, is, Bruce is past the hard part. However, he's to the part where if he doesn't write, do it right, he can completely f everything else up that preceded the filling in of the hole. I've already done the gravel. That was the, the hard part for filling back in. I just need to. Oh, so you got everything out. actually all like buried oh, yeah. up to where it needs to be. Yep, just the dirt. That's all I got left. I can fill the water and swim. It's our. No. It's our, <laughs> it's most of our front yard. Pour some concrete and make a moat. Keep tremors out. Yeah. Throw some gators in there. I think they would go <laughs> below. Granted, it's deep. It's not that deep. Very angry bull weasels. Gators anyway, like shallow water. The, the little utility loader thing is supposed to be coming tomorrow, so hopefully next time we do a show, that shit will all be wrapped up. And I can cut down the tiny trees that have been growing out of the dirt mounds in my front yard for six months. <laughs> it's taking you six months to fix this thing? No, it's taken me eight months, Chuck. Yeah, it's been. We've been talking about this for a it, while. It, things didn't start growing for two months. I mean, Look, gotta give a little bit of time. Time for kind of a blur for most. Not of that us. I can say much. Like Bruce actually had to like rent equipment and stuff. My my nine month project was was fixing up my deck. I already had everything I needed to do it. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. When, when it's done, I will have been glad I did it. I am not yet. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a lucrative side gig you got going there with your, your licensed master plumber. I, I mean, hey, your plumbing that, skills but... and Harlan's carpentry skills, you guys are now pretty much a general contractor. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, true. I know we more can... about plumbing than two of the plumbers who have come out there come out here to look at this. We get our wow. treasurer to to run uh, run sales for us, and we'll uh, here you go. We can name it after our lodge. We can finally afford to replace that Eastern Star with the mosaic pavement, After which was another thing doing. from Saturday. So our Eastern Star chapter has merged with another and like left our building. So they're they're all gone. Which you it, would think it, is awesome. It's now a Masonic Lodge. Congratulations! Congratulations. We all think it, it made fun of for meeting in an Eastern still Star looks Hall. Like an Eastern Star Hall. So <laughs> one of the things that came up Saturday was Big Jeff thought. He would raise the issue of, hey, we've we've got a little bit of money in the bank. Can we actually like put, I don't know, a blazing star or a mosaic pavement or something in the middle of our lodge room instead of this giant eastern star carpet display? And one of our past masters like took some kind of like deep personal offense at that suggestion. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it's... So is this something that you... is like attached to the floor? Or is it something yeah. you like roll out? No, no. It's like... It's embedded in the carpet. It's like a giant Eastern Star design in the center of the lodge room carpet. Ew. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah so we're we, talking about yeah. cutting it out and putting in mosaic tile. Yeah. We, we're talking about putting in like 
most lodges around me just have carpet underneath their altars. Like, we don't have any tile or anything like that. You can buy the rugs, and we're kind of like, maybe we'll just get some carpet and visit those eight, you know, pavement and tile it with carpet. That way we don't have to worry about cracking a friggin' tile or something stupid like that on a deacon staff. But, yeah, no. The day that Eastern Star has anything permanent in the lodge room in my jurisdiction, no. 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 Oh, no. it's not just the carpet. Like, we've – the wall decor, the uh, – they've got – so we've got the little – How in the bluest of blue hells did that happen? It's a, it's it's, a it was before room. my time. Did um, they own the building? No. 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 They never owned the building, but they got that in the floor. Yeah, because they yeah, well, and you would think wow. like, hey, these are our we wives and daughters, super, so I guess yeah, it makes they sense. They Until you realize, oh, yeah, I suppose our Eastern Star videos. chapter is is from another lodge. Like it's all of their wives and daughters and sisters, not ours. <laughs> so, so how did they get that? I I don't know. Like I said, it was before my time. Looks as bewildered as I am. I mean, yeah. don't be wrong. Like, does it does it look nice? No. I mean, it, is it something that you could like cut out and put like in a frame and hang on the wall as a bit? It's far too big for that. Okay, it's it's, it's like what, what would you say that is, Bruce? Twelve feet by twelve feet. Uh, I mean, I, 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 that sounds that's, about right. That's like the middle. Or that's like our middle chamber carpet that we have that we hang in like five sections. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, we've got our we've got our letter G. That's that's you know not too much bigger than than eight by ten, I guess. That, that's up over the master's chair and then next to it on the wall that's like eight times as big is the giant illuminated eastern star thing that like oh, you, fixed you, to the, the wall. pedestal thing yep. well yeah hey, except ours is, ours is the the wall, though, the, oh yeah no our our eastern star stuff all goes in the storeroom when they're done like they clean up after themselves but there. yeah no I mean, all the stuff that's not Fixed does, or we no? Put a blanket well, over it. I mean, they they just use the stuff that's it. well. No, they have their their little columns on the five points of the star that those go they back into storage. They, Everything around, else. around me, they've also got colored chairs that they use. Yeah. So. No, we we've got little pillars that would go next to each chair that were colored and had a light on the inside, so they would set those up. And of course, I say this as a guy who's a member of Eastern Star and is didn't uh, meet this building because. Well, well, at least for now, because it's that one's probably not going to survive much longer. They they had their. We've got the the wall on one side that's all the all the past masters' portraits, and on the other side, it's the same wall with all of the past worthy matrons' portraits, which is now empty. And it's good because we're about out of space for our past masters, so we're just going to take over the other side now. Yeah, so I, we got another <laughs> thirty years worth of photo space. That's something I'm trying to. I want to try to. You know, assuming I get elected next year, I want to try to bring back his master photos because, um, hell, an officer photo that hangs in the you know outside of our ante room. The last time we did that was like two thousand nine. Ouch! Because guys, like, what was in Fisher? Yep. Yeah, so. Mike, in the lodge where I was master, it's just a, there's a wall plaques and you get your little <laughs> name with the dates on there yeah my old lodge in pa was like that in my old lodge oh, uh, first lodge here they actually did that because i said i pointed that out that hey it's a good idea and they had I tons think, of money for I, I think they pulled my names 
all three of mine off of the plaque at my lodge that I was master at. Oh, really? They hate you that much, eh, John? Oh, that's some Egyptian level stuff right there. Like, that's gonna, right. They erased you from history. We're gonna erase you, they said. <laughs> you're, you're like the, the pharaoh that tried monotheism. It's, well, yeah, brought it's, your name. Or, or in their defense, they have, they're so far behind on getting names on the plaques that it just hasn't occurred because all the guys that filled in in the years that I was master in between each year were already past masters like one was like a six-time pass, and one was like a four-time pass master. So they don't put them on. They don't put them on again. So no, they do. Oh, do they? I don't think they it's were getting around to it. Yeah, we just so it, my my commander does that with photos. And if you're a multiple year, they just put the comma with the year next to next to your thing, so they don't keep showing you up there. Same thing that we're running. We're running out of walls. Good wall space for those. Hey, the commander is uh, uh, the fourth in my neck of the weeds. This week, or is he still over in your neck of the weeds? Um, because we've got General Grand Council and Grand. Uh, I don't want to get anyone in the air, but he's in my area. Ah, gotcha. So I knew he, I I know he was kind of. So we've got. General Grand Council of Cryptic Masons International is having a meeting over this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and uh, I just said, yeah, it, sorry, yeah, so um, yeah, that makes sense. <coughs> yep. So, so they're having their their triennial, their first of their three meetings uh, in Minneapolis this weekend because they dovetailed it on Grand Encampment, which is having their triennial meeting starting this Sunday through next week, which Monday I have to go to in downtown Minneapolis. So much enthusiasm in that face. Yeah, well, you know, hanging out in downtown Minneapolis and a bunch of guys in uniform when you're the honor guard commander who has to try to coordinate a whole bunch of stuff. That's why I got my, that's why the guidance behind me is because I'm trying to de-wrinkle it because it's been rolled up for like three months. So, not a bad idea. Cool spot. I can try to get to flatten it a little bit. Right. Yeah, I might have to iron it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, it, Monday morning I get to go with uh, uh, 12, 16 uh, type A personalities. I've had to tell them to put masks on because there's people coming from all over to this hotel. And that went over like a fart in church, but that's too bad because I'm the captain. <laughs> And then we got to form lines of swords and stand there like this with them for pretty much two hours while every swinging dick that's shown up gets walks in and walks under them like an Eastern Star meeting. Just just remember, guys, just tell guys don't walk their knees. Mm. Most of the, well, all the guys all there. know what they're doing, and then the guys in the commandery that's helping us out, they're all ex-military, so yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Military is a good place to learn that. You. I gotta love those, those uh, those first basic training formations when they're just dropping like flies. It's it's better to learn that in formation than standing there doing the honor guard thing. Yeah. When the yep. guy's sword starts pointing someone's faces and he looks at you, and he is a man from Ghana, who suddenly turns my color and goes, Chuck, I don't feel so, and just with a freaking sword out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. Is we're gonna like. At least they're not sharp, right? 
Not in the end. Uh, the, 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 yeah, I mean, I I had to get new gloves because I went in like this as commander. So I went straight through my the cloth glove and I cut myself real good. So you guys aren't like the uh, so you're not like the Scottish Rite swords with the little orange caps on the end. No, actually, we the, the Scottish right near me actually uses pretty much commander swords, but yeah, no, they're they're not sharp, but they're pointy as hell, though. And it's like a butter knife. If you want to cut something, you actually can. It's still I, a I slip of, metal in sense, right? Whenever yeah, I do ritual work, I, I think of my sword as more of a bludgeoning device. Like I'm gonna flip it around and use the handle to beat somebody. This is my red fair dagger. Like if I get it right at the right angle. It will slice me open. So, uh, you guys have swords that like have to swear. I go to Renaissance fairs. I know you're all shocked. Yeah, I always I'm, thought I'm, that I'm you should issue the commandery those those swords that are like just rounded off all the way down the shaft, and then have the orange cap on the front, like like kids' guns. Like no, because if you do that, we will actually be snacking each other at commandery sessions. Oh, we'll beat the shit out of each other. Absolutely, right. Especially if commander with some guy goes up and starts blowharding, I'd be like, just remember, kids, swords don't kill people. Grown-ups in costumes kill people. <laughs> yeah. Very true. If, if you gave me one of those, like, like commander, I'd be wa- walking behind all my lines of my guys and just whacking them around. Oh, good God. Grand commandery session, we're all cocked out of our gourds on the scotch in the hospitality room. It would, it would look like American gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of fat old guys beating each other with swords while we're all drunk. <laughs> Actually, that just sounds like a whole lot of fun. I don't see anything wrong with that, yeah. Chuck. I, I think it's jurisprudence here. I need to write some legislation on that now. Hey, man, most of these guys' wives and girlfriends are disappointed enough, disappointed enough to be there. Why make? Why stop there? I mean, and to be honest, anybody that's been in, in commandery has met somebody else in commandery that they would really love to hit in the head with something. I mean... To be fair, there's also plenty of guys in any of thing in masonry that I, I know for a fact that... Blunt force trauma to the head would do no damage to them. That's probably fair, too. I'm just worried I put this legislation in place and then walk into a room and have, like, 50 guys lined up just waiting to beat my ass. Yeah, you you need the dog suit. <laughs> and now the paddling of the swollen ass. <laughs> Pass me the helmet and rubber diaper. What is this, the shrine? <laughs> yeah. She had a... Actually, our our, our uh, uh, visiting potentate would be on the show, but he's at our Midwest Shrine Association meeting, we, which is a like four day long drunk fest in Iowa. I visited oh. the lodge near my house. You know, the one that's actually like close to here, unlike my own lodge. How did they go? Uh, recently, five minutes away or an hour. Yeah, like so. I, I live within like twelve minutes of the local lodge here, and haven't been since I moved. So I, I went this past meeting mostly because they conscripted me to help in a degree. But there was a guy there who was, he's been in the shrine for a very long time. And he was freely just yakking tales of his initiation in the shrine, which I don't think you're supposed to do, but whatever, far be it for me to call him out on. The shrine ceremonials are public. And he's, um, uh, not these parts. <laughs> and so he's... Uh, it's ice cream down your pants. No one cares. No, no. So that's what I thought. This was like they had like special devices and stuff that 
until they malfunctioned because they were playing with electricity. Allegedly. Oh, the hot sands? Or, yeah. or the, uh, the bowling ball or some other things. Yeah. That... Imperial ban those. Yeah, so he said that, but that doesn't give me much comfort in my, like, you know, I wasn't really going to join the shrine before, but I'm kind of fully checked out of the idea. Like, I just... No, now it, my shrine... I got um, enough of that crap as a plebe at West Point. I, I, I'm, I'm a grown-ass man now. I don't... I don't have time. No, for that. Uh, the ceremonial now <laughs> in my shrine. Really <laughs> no, the ceremonial for my shrine. It's more like uh, it's it's not much different than the rough travels you have in the Royal Arts degree, which doesn't help you, Harlan, but that does help a lot of guys. Yeah. And God knows what I'm talking. And Bruce knows what I'm talking about. So uh, the rough travel of the uh, yeah, the, it's the it's is actually worse. It, yeah, it's it's similar to that. I mean. It, it, it's all show. Um, I did have one kid the one year ask me what was the symbolic and esoteric meaning of the shrine ceremonial, and I was like, "Come here, it's really weird. Come here, come here." He's like, "What is it?" I'm like, "It's called we f with you." That's all it is. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's we're we're it's a lot tamer now because again, the same thing. We're all like, "No, nah, we're grown ass man." Like, if you did that to me, I just beat your ass. By yeah, the I way, Tony's like not college high. fraternity clothes, and I don't believe that's him. Tony? Tony's wearing clothes. clothes on. Yeah, it's I don't know if you're not. It's the first day of school. Do you know where your grandkids are? Oh, is he going to take his shirt off? Oh, no, 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 oh, Tony. Yeah. Oh, no, You had to say something, didn't you? Oh. I said I wasn't naked. I'll fix Some it. Some asshole had to point out Tony was wearing a shirt on. Oh, he's got a shirt on still, but he's, yeah. oh, he's got no pants <laughs> on. Oh. I did not know they made shorts that short. I am glad that whatever is happening, you, I can't see it. You've never seen photos from the 70s, sir. Oh, Jesus. Uh, good to see you, oh, Nice, nice. Other news, I think. So, so Tony's going to bring back the Larry Bird shirts, shorts. Got it. I think I've oh. messed up royally after my visit to that lodge. Um, somehow I let myself get talked into participating in one of the one of the bicycle fundraising golf scrambles coming up here in about a month. And, do, you, uh, do any of those things? Our lodge does bicycles. No, I mean you. Do you personally do bicycles or golf? Bicycle yeah. scrambles. No, I ride, I ride scrambles. Bicycle. Do you eat uh, golf? No. So that's a uh, that's a thing. I guess I'm gonna have to figure golf out. Golf is an evil sport, and of course, only the Scots would invent it. And it's the only thing in my life that I am truly terrible at that I actually enjoy. Mainly because I'm drinking beer in a golf cart. I don't know. I'm pretty fond of sex. Yeah. I'm good at that. I, I tried golfing with the brothers a couple weeks ago. And... I'd say I'm good at that. <laughs> well played. That took a second. Mm. Fire up. Mm. And this is why you only have two kids to my three. There's also some medical interventions, but yeah, let's go yeah, with that. We've Just one. This conversation on and done. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I have a kid. <laughs> yeah. I have fulfilled my duty to God, family, country, all of that jazz. I'm done. Checking out. Yeah, but you're supposed to have a quiver full of arrows. Like, that's what Moses wanted. <laughs> yeah, Harlan likes Wait, money too much. Judaism not believe in contraception? I no, that's there's... just me making an old biblical joke. Yeah, like there's... Oh, okay. Okay, I, mean, I, was, I, I was just clarifying because fundamental sect out there somewhere, but no, like that's a you just no UBU on that situation. 
Basically. Man's home is his castle. <laughs> no, no. Well, no. So there, there's a religious obligation to to produce children if you are able. But as far as how many and in what order and when, like that's 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 you and the wife and right. the, the clergy. Yeah, the clergy doesn't say you can't use contraception. Yeah. And every every yeah. time there's sexual intercourse, there should be the chance of a child. No, that, yeah, no that's, that's Catholic, a, sir. Yeah, and that's, yeah why the cler- and, and that's why the clergy has never heard of. That, that's other ways that where you don't where there's no way that it's going to happen <laughs> yeah sorry if you don't want to say well, it I'll well say the other reason sorry. that you don't hear about them yeah is because in in polar opposite to the priesthood not only are are rabbis usually married they basically have to be like it's it's an expectation like that oh, yeah, you're, all, that a rabbi is like a family man is that the yeah the like expectation there's an expectation if you want to be taken seriously as a man in the religious community, you take a wife and like do the family thing. There's there's none of this celibate stuff. There's nothing nothing honor honorable about being celibate in the in the Jewish world. And then you don't end up with this situation, Harlan. Yeah. Good little yeah. altar boy. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's great. I'm gonna have to do something with this. Y'all wonder. Y'all complain about shows not getting out. <laughs> I remember I, I, a high school teacher that I'd spoken to. I had, you know, was able to kind of converse with on a, familiar, uh, you know, friend basis. Who, a sociology teacher who was super bright, and we actually got on the subject. And this was like obviously during Moses' time because I'm old. But he pointed out. He's like, so Jewish rabbis are expected to be married, have families, and then their kids go forth. And usually the people who are the smartest of the smartest were considered or or became rabbis. Usually it was the very intelligent or at least the very skilled, you know, or the willing to study books for 20 hours a day for about 12 years. I mean, you have that capacity, which means you have that intellect. If you're a dumbass, you ain't doing that. Right. Well, maybe I, I, I did, I guess, but still, you know, and meanwhile, then so then you deal with the stereotypes of the Jewish lawyer, the Jewish banker, the blah 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 blah, blah and all jobs that require a pretty sizable level of intellect. And I will never say that about attorneys again. So don't write that down. No, no, no. It takes some level of of intellect to get through law school. You just don't need it after that. Is how it. Oh no! Yeah, I can confirm. Um, <laughs> but so then he said, so you have that, but then you have the Catholic priests. Roman Catholic priests, and I always have to make sure to delineate because I don't want to get a call from my bishop who aren't allowed to marry, aren't allowed to reproduce. We're usually the third or fourth son. Yeah, so then it's, you know, here you have a uh, religious group that are led by people that are fairly wise, historically even, and you get Rome. Led by people who aren't allowed to touch other people, which drive them to touch other people against their will. Yeah, which twists their mind and well, their yeah. This is also where I I find some credence in the whole Da Vinci Code theorem and Mary Magdalene and all of that because you know this Jesus guy was supposed to have been a prominent religious leader among the Jews. I struggle if he would have been taken seriously without taking a wife. Let's see. And other people had that same thought, which I think is where that theory was birthed. Now you're swimming in my end of the pool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
No, I actually have a, I have a friend around here who is a rabbi who I know a gentle and a rabbi walk into a bar. We both get drunk. Yeah. I know. And he is not married because his wife passed away and he's yes. as he said and he's my age and he's like well, Yeah, he, like our and his reply is he doesn't have kids and he's just like I tried. He's like I his reply is Bitches be cray cray. Yeah, I mean I I, I tried it's it's an I'm acceptable like, <laughs> response. So I, I was mentioning before the show, I met our, our new guy here, and that, that's the other end. You get the guys fresh out of seminary on their, their first assignment as to some congregation. They're usually not married yet, but like he, he's engaged and he will be married soon. So he'll be a father soon. Well, it's it's just it's just a it's not like a hard written rule anywhere. It's just an expectation, like like the secretary being a past master. It's just one of those like doesn't always happen, but it's just it's expected. Like you're, if you want to be taken seriously, it's a thing you do. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to be secretary ever. I don't want to be yeah. taken seriously. My lodge would never want me to be a secretary ever. Secretary, trustee, or treasurer are three jobs that, God willing, I will never have to take. I will be a head of a body for 10 years what? in a row. Why trustee? That's a. Tony was a trustee for like three years. Uh, trustees around me have a lot of legal requirements. Trust issues? No, oh. they, actually, around me, they have a lot of legal requirements, actually. Yeah, so ours do too. We just don't tell them that. And we, we wait on the feds or whoever to show up and then be like, it's those guys. Yeah, no, I, we've I had, some, we had, we had a lot of a couple of years ago. Was getting, mean until well after I was one. No, we had a lodge, like, lodge getting in trouble uh, a couple years ago because of their trustees doing some stuff. And... Now, nah, around here, the secretary does all that stuff. I mean, in in, in general, I, I could probably tolerate being a secretary. I just don't want to. I don't want to deal with the money. That's my thing. You don't want that responsibility. It's yeah, I, I don't. Church. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're new here, but and I, Tony, you haven't said anything. For the love of God, don't show your on camera. Tony's one of those men who says volumes by not speaking. I'm just kidding. Tony's never yeah, Those disapproving fatherly looks he's been been making are, yeah. I thought he was simply waiting for one of us to introduce him because... That's probably what it is, honestly. ...welcomed, and you jackasses who go to lodge with him won't even acknowledge him. And this schmuck will. So therefore, I am better Why than... Why don't all. you introduce him, Chuck? Yeah. The man with no pants, introduced by the There's king of no a pants, man not wearing pants. That was um, not shorts, by the way. <laughs> I'm in a hotel that room. Explains why a, they were so short. I put <laughs> yeah. a skirt on whenever uh, I logged on for your all's benefit, and I didn't know that I was going to have to go get my diet Dr Pepper. So there's no diet Coke. Have y'all ever wanted an ice cream at McDonald's and the ice cream? It's always broken. broken. Always broken. It's not always broken. They broken. don't want to make your damn ice cream. I heard about it. Uh, conspiracy. There's a, there's a lawsuit right now. There is a conspiracy about it for I, real. I love it. Like, I read that whole article that Wired this put out. Was, really? Did you I, I really read this. Okay, wait. So, so the, this, this is Antony. absolutely true. Tell it, Bruce. This is absolutely the, true. The company that, first of all, somebody's got to do something about Jamie's cat, because every time he turns around, it's back on that piano. He's <laughs> playing the piano, man. 
he, he wants. Oh, but yeah, you guys don't know the cat. That's right. None of us. So this show is show us his pussy, everybody. No, no, this little fellow's been trouble. But um, this no is one, no one laughed at that. Really, I'm throwing out gold, and you guys just. <laughs> I juggled. This is Bruce. His name is Bruce. He's not named after the other Bruce. Supposedly not named after. Who names a cat Bruce when they know a real Bruce and it's not named after him? But my wife doesn't know you and, and she named him, so. I think Bruce is a cool You think she doesn't know him? He delivers things. He delivers things. Bruce, have you been to PEI? Anyway, go ahead with your. Yeah, yeah. The company because they don't have it down there. Oh, man, if only. The company that makes the. would never get there. Ice cream machines for McDonald's basically engineered them so that they would break on purpose. Uh, and well, really? And McDonald's like every GM product ever built. Them What's the problem with that? They engineered them so that they could break. You can't prove it. More money by repairing the machines right. that would keep them going. Well, there was another. Now you sound like every German car manufacturer in the past twenty years. Well, that's because they 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 don't sell they sell them to McDonald's and then offer them a service well, contract. I mean, supposedly right. there's proof. And if like someone who does things with article about contracts, it. we actually expect these things to actually you know not break every ten damn minutes. Well, they um, it's supposedly a software glitch that they purposely put into the machine. Software. Yes, so another company made a device that would override the software glitch and repair the machines. Well, the company that makes the the ice cream machines, Taylor, wanted to get a hold of one of these devices. They were finally able to. They reverse engineered it and then uh, created their own device and then, then put out the story that the original device was defective and could cause personal injury. And so the original device maker lost all their business and Taylor is now making the device. It, it's, I'm, I'm just going to point out, this company that makes a milk, a, a freaking milk ice cream and milkshake machine yes. is trying to extort Mick Donald's. Which, yes. by the way, that's a damn fast food chain on earth. Yeah, but there is the of their ice no cream way. Machine. No, this is this is like that scene in the Dark Knight where the guy tries to blackmail Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's just not going to end well for you. Or like well, when Apple was pushing I mean, the that, if device version the is for like less than years. this slow CPU <laughs> by this factor them. in their code. So you would you would buy. Yeah, so it. Apple finally got sued to allow you to replace the batteries because it was built yeah. in to automatically slow down. Yeah, well, that's well, the, the, so the software McDonald's thing too. They probably didn't know about this happening, and now that they know, they're gonna be like they're like this is probably something like the local guys knew and didn't make it all the way to the tippy top of the freaking CEO chain, and now they're, they're gonna be like, oh no, no, you're. <laughs> With this, as, as frequently as their machines were broken, McDonald's had to have known. Like that's a that's been a meme on the internet for twenty years. That McDonald's. Right. I just thought that yeah. when the ice cream was broken, it meant they didn't feel like fooling with your ice cream at well, two in the morning yeah, when you're trying to order it. Probably like call him A, call him B, Harlan. Ah. But that's an actual true story. That's a legal case going through the courts as we speak. So. Excellent. You know, I'm usually more up on this sort of thing than than that. I hadn't heard this yet. Uh, my brain hurts. This is to look this up. Oh, I love, well, a, you I love a good sub- product suit like that. You don't subscribe to the right um, 
channels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's um, not going to make it into the Wall Street Journal wait, until it's been actually vetted. Is that wait till you all see what's going to happen on August the sixteenth? Just, just prepare yes, yourself. Is that, is that when Trump's coming back? No, that, uh, that's well, that's I'm recommending that you stock up on food, uh, you know, water, anything that you need uh, for at least a three-month period. It's going to be big. I've, I've read this. It's, it's, it's going to be big. Now, it was supposed to happen on August the 8th, but they kind of got put off. And Originally, it was going to happen back in June. So is this and, big, like, Big well, like, like, the Marshall like is this big? Like I just ate twenty dollars worth of Taco Bell, and now I got to get dunk big, or is this like like no, earth shattering big? Like nobody eats twenty dollars in Taco Bell. I bet Chuck can. I I fed a family of four. I don't think no, I couldn't for less than twenty dollars at like the top end of the menu. I, I don't think you can do that. That's the you're 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 in you're in the cheesy gordita crunch level right here. You're buying the six dollar items from Taco Bell. You remember when we sent Jason's boy to Taco Bell after the fair one year and we're sitting around at the picnic table and he was taking forever to get back. And then he finally came back and he had like bags and bags and bags of Taco Bell for there's like six guys. He had enough to feed like an entire school of, of people, and, and like the tables just cut. Like, there's not enough room on the table for all these tacos. And then we're like, "All right, Avery, how much? How much we owe you?" He's, uh, I think it was twenty six forty four. Yeah, I had Taco Bell tonight because it was oh. hot. I didn't feel like cooking, and I hate myself. And I had like good a crunch wraps, a crunch wrap supreme, and cheese grated crunch, taco, and a drink, and it cost me. And I was like, and it, I had very little eat today. It there was like eight bucks. It's like, holy eight. food's cheap for you guys. Sorry, I got I got a white cat. No, no, it's not. Place. Just Taco Bell because it's not food. Yeah, their food comes out of McDonald's ice cream machines. It's like <laughs> soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> it's soft serve meat. Well, you want to choose real, okay? And they put it in the shell. <laughs> Taco Bell is not food. You, yeah. you eat it when you're hungry. It's, like, but it's, actually, not, it's not an ice cream machine. It's actually more like a cock gun. I've seen it. It's a cock gun. Yeah, well, that's where the cheese comes out. Yeah, they actually have the little the squeezy thing. It comes in the tubes. Yeah, so squeeze it out on the stuff. It's not necessarily digestible, and it will fool you into thinking you're not hungry for a little bit. Yeah. Never eat it. Never your stomach is a giant nut. Drink Pittsburgh water. I can digest that shit. I know it exists up here, but I've never seen. There's none on PEI. I've never seen it. I've never tasted it. I've never smelled it, and I'm kind of glad I never have. It's a rather delicious mixture of MSG, salt, and uh, I can make old matches for our Canadian listeners as the token Minnesotan is. So get yourself a Timmy's box. Yep. Find somebody who's actually had some Tim Hortons. Yep. All around for about 12 hours. Wait for them to shit in the box. You've got Taco Bell. And the hilarious thing is, it's technically the healthiest fast food that you can get. It's because it's okay, so food, it's like... Your body it's, can't absorb it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to make you fat because it's going to liquefy and explode. You don't buy Taco Bell, you rent it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not getting once it's gone. There's nothing left behind. It didn't give you anything. It's just oh, came through. There are zero nutrients in Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. But hey, look, when you're because it doesn't stay long enough. Jamie, they, look, I'm really Jamie, surprised they had to make a sauce. They had to make there's a sauce here. above hot. They're, 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 they're in Canada, no, but they're just not here. Jamie, they had to make a sauce that they had initially. They had mild sauce, 
then they had hot sauce, then they went to fire sauce, and now they have the Diablo sauce. Because the only way you could actually make this stuff taste like food is by slathering it in napalm. Well, but then it just tastes like it's fire. It's extremely popular amongst the uh, amongst the, drunken the fire men. Yeah, the stoned Americans. If you roll by a Taco Bell at like three in the morning anywhere in the it's US, a Waffle House, the, the lines like backed around the building. It's and every car you walk up to, the guy's gonna look at you, and go, "Hey, man." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, dude, Denny's Put it this way. House Taco Bell and, I, and, and, they, they, and White Castle. They are pretty much, dude, I drank my butt. I am pretty much embalmed. I need something to eat, like, right now. White Castle. I've like, only done eight DUIs in my legal career. Like, oh. represented people, not been accused of them. Eight. Out of those eight, three... Three of those cases originated in a Taco Bell parking lot. <laughs> that's pretty good. As a as a former police officer, yeah, there, that that's just that's, that's like shooting good. fish in a barrel for cops. Just hanging around a Taco Bell, you're gonna see a drunk guy driving in. Yep, that's like parking like a block away from the White Castle and just watching the drive-through. Oh, there's one. Well, one of them. <laughs> One of them, he would have gotten away with it if he hadn't rear-ended the guy in front of him in the drive-thru. In the drive-thru. Nice. This is low speed, I hope. Yeah. I, I settled that one. There was no way I was going to get anywhere with the jury. Because <laughs> you rear-ended someone at a Taco Bell at 3.30 in the morning. Like, we've heard enough evidence, Your Honor. Can we can we render a verdict? <laughs> yeah. We we don't need to see the breathalyzer or, or anything else. That's all we, we need. Don't need know. witnesses or anything. No. Isn't a Taco Bell private property? Yeah. So so can you get a DUI on private like a, on private yeah. property? If You're I had a big field and I was out in the back of my private property, driving well, it's not private though. It's public. You've been, you've been operating a motor vehicle under the influence of alcohol. It doesn't I'm, matter where I'm you sure are. To go on private property. So, to you can't, it's, it's, actually, it's, it's not like the 1400s where you can run into Tony, and claim I know a guy who got a DUI. Oh, I guess we got to go home. Tony, <laughs> yeah. I know a guy who got a DUI on a bicycle. I heard the best one that I'd heard over the weekend. I went camping and I met some new people down where we were at and all that. And we were talking, hanging around the campfire. And this guy's we're talking about something. And he says, yeah, uh, I got a DUI while kayaking. So he was out on his kayak and got a DUI. So if like, it's not motorized, you can't get a DUI. No, you can get a DUI on a bicycle. He needs to get a kayak. Go fight for this man. Yeah, he spent he spent the night in jail until uh, he got bailed off. Wouldn't they just give him a drunk in public? It wouldn't be a DUI. What is no being drunk in a watercraft in the US is a big deal. Again, I didn't think I don't think if it's motorized here. I don't think if it's if it's not motorized, I don't think it's here. And I look, man. I may or may not know somebody who could not go to my wedding because he got pulled over for a DUI. Um, this was not his first one. And I remember kind of going, and he did time in jail. But when he got out, he told me the story. And I'm like, dude, how do you get a DUI at 2 in the afternoon on a tar and chip road in a bump in western Pennsylvania? And the answer is because he was on a lawnmower. Drunk as hot stuff. Driving in reverse. 
driving down goes the long side of the street. My back was sweaty. I've, okay. I've, oh. <laughs> I've been the secondary officer on one of those stops where somebody's driving a lawnmower drunk, but it was at like one o'clock in the morning. But if you yeah, this was at two in the afternoon. If you yeah. use that logic, Sometimes people call on him. The cops Most, took a half hour to get to him. Most major cities now have these birds or these lifts oh, or whatever. Scooter. You know, the little scooters that you ride around town. I'm watching drunks on those. Boy, they so, all those Yeah. Those can things. you get a DUI riding one of the motorized well, scooters? I hope not. Because I rode one home there. from a place in, well, not home, back to the hotel from a place in Dallas because they're all over Dallas. Yeah. And I rode one back and I couldn't stand up. I, I could stand on that little thing like the Segway because it balanced you. As soon as I got off, I like fell into the pole. Yeah, uh, and... the the previously aforementioned Avery, Jason's kid, uh, was taking one of those through downtown of our city and went over some gravel, and it stopped the bird. He flipped over the handlebars and broke his ankle. Ooh, this happened oh, about shoot. six months ago. Uh, Jason, That's called a learning experience. Show. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I saw sure a dude that. after work yeah. cooking on one of those birds in downtown Minneapolis, and he was weave, he was on, he would hop on the street. I could see him from blocks up, so I'd watch for my bus, and he'd hop off the sidewalk, hop on, weave around people, or whatever. And he was flying as fast as he could until he hit the guy in a pothole, <laughs> and then Mister Three Piece busted his face on the street and had an avenue. Oh, so it's so much you can do with one wheel. Yeah, it's amazing. You, Physics are a fantastic thing once you understand them. They also show no mercy. <laughs> exactly. You guys remember when three-wheelers were a thing on the market? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I rolled three of them. Uh, <laughs> someone thought that was a good idea. Yeah, there's a reason God didn't make no three-legged animals. So uh, Honda Big Red or Big Bear, Red, Red Bear, oh, Big Red. Big Red, I had the Big yeah, Red. Honda Big Reds, yep. Yeah, yeah. So here's They're how fun. You, for the gentle listeners, here's how you can get a, a boating while intoxicated or DWI on a kayak, on a bike, on a bicycle, um, or non-motorized. You can go on the After Lodge Lake retreat. No, Well, there is that. Um, <laughs> but here's how it generally works. Um, if the officer stops you and you either have a history of or are acting like a shitbag, you're going to get a ticket because <laughs> I've had a couple of cops talk to me while operating non-mechanized or non-motorized equipment, three sheets of the wind. Um, and well, I mean, admittedly I'm so white, I'm pale. So I have that going for me, but you like, like Chuck said, you can get a DWI down here on a bicycle. It does happen. Um, but generally, you have to be doing wow. something either. You either have to be doing something stupid or acting really stupid. Honestly, I'm reckless. more curious about the logistics. How does a cop pull over somebody in a kayak? Does he get his police kayak and turn the sirens on and chase <laughs> the guy? Pull over. So around me, you have Coast Guard on the rivers and lit and stuff. Yeah, because Coast Guard are merciless because we have them in the Mississippi. Yeah, they don't. They don't yeah, those are tiny rivers where you take kayaks. Uh, we don't have tiny rivers. We, well, got, we, well, we have this, one of the fastest rivers in North America, up near me. Yeah, it's well, like in, in Minnesota, every county in our in our state except for one. Why are the Coast Guard rivers? Division. 
And then why are the cops in rivers? Well, no, those police don't have to be everywhere. The Coast Guard. The Coast Guard. You also Where have your fish and wildlife. Is that like Joey with friends? The coast is way over here. Yeah, if you start, if, yeah, if, you, if you're kayaking into a, uh, like a federal reserve, then you got, have to deal with U.S. fish and wildlife down here, and they're bored. They're gonna <laughs> with you. And, get, and, get, I and, and work, I used to work kind of in the same buildings as a bunch of those guys. And game yeah, wardens, like it would be games. Yeah, to be all game wardens. Game, game wardens don't spin around because they deal with some real psychos out there in the woods. Yeah. I bet. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Fish and wildlife here is like, our, our game board. Yeah, it should be fish and wildlife. You're right, Bruce. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Well, well, in case anybody's interested, me and my wife do now have his and her kayaks. So uh, I've been wanting. So I've, I've been out on the water kayaking the last few weekends. Well, you were Jay, able why don't you to try and get pulled over. And we'll see how that works. <laughs> I'm more surprised that you were able to find a kayak without knocking someone over and taking theirs. Who but, said he didn't? Uh, I, that's true. Uh, Kayaks, much like golf clubs. He's done a raft for the He was like, mine. I had to go to the special big and tall kayak store. <laughs> Most kayaks have a weight limit on them. No, I mean, and, uh, so that's how you're able to get one. And so I was well. I wasn't able to, to get, get custom. one that actually fit my weight, but I got one that was close. Well, and, uh, to be fair, Tony, so as long as he takes off his clothes, Tony's a damn doorway. Yeah, and I, so, uh, I've seen him go through a doorway. Yes, he is. And Tony's so, not fat. Was he sideways? Damn giant! <laughs> I am still about seventy to eighty pounds over the. Maximum weight limit on my kayak. Oh, Lord, that's a big difference, Tony. Yeah, well, that's a big difference. I mean, what if so, it was like 10 pounds? And so my wife gets into her kayak. She sits on it, and I push her away from shore, and she just paddling away. <laughs> and being the big, tough man, I get into my kayak. You sink. Uh, first, first of all, I'm sitting on the bottom of the lake. At the, it, <laughs> I had to go further out. Um, Tony jumps in his kayak and his dragon weeds <laughs> and so once i got far enough out then it's harder to get into the kayak so i finally get into it i'm sitting out of the water about an inch and a half out of my kayak hers is floating on top of the wall this is a sit on top kayak and so i'm sitting about an inch and a half so every time a little ripple comes over it's going over my bow i'm just sitting there and so it looks like it's i'm going into the kayak tony you might put some something. more ballast on that some, yeah. some, well, some, some just some steeled coffee cans taped to the side. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about wrapping <laughs> it in pool. The first ever pontoon kayak. So, a has that, a large way. empty fish fry jug if you want that. The second me and pennies. You you weren't there oh. for that. No. Well, the second day that I took the kayak out. I, re I learned that there's these four holes along the kayak, and I thought they were for drains. Well, if you read the instructions, it does say you can, if you're a little bit overweight on the kayak, you can plug those holes up. Now, the second day, I went out, and I was like four inches out of the water. Right. So. Tony, hold on. I got a question for you. How did you go kayaking on the first day being that much over the weight limit and not read the instructions? We went up to the store where we bought these at. We were camping at the lake, and we and I've been wanting one for a long time. So we went up to the store. We bought them while we were camping. And who reads the damn instructions on a kayak, right? You said I'm like, like a water paddle. Unless I was in the danger zone of operating that kayak, maybe I would. Well, <laughs> like, like if, if the kayak had printed on it, 
you're too big to sit in this kayak. I'm going to at least read the rest of the rules so that I knew what I was doing. So Maybe that's, that's why fair. I'm, Who buys I a kayak goes, I'm too fat for that. Here, no, I was anybody who that. looks at the weight limit and says, my numbers are bigger than all of those numbers. What Bruce and is picturing in his mind. Anyway, you guys would be proud of me. I'm out there and I'm paddling yeah. along. I got my paddles. I'm getting this upper body workout. And we probably paddled this past weekend for about three miles uh, down, going down the. It's in a lake, but there's a slight current in the lake, and the wind was blowing that direction. So we probably went about, about two or three miles. And then it was time did to go back to, to where we put in at. And now we're going uphill on the lake, basically. Mm. And uh, against the wind, and, and you know, the current, and, and you're an old man, and you guys will understand when you get a little older, you'll climb steps, and you'll be doing everything you can not to let people know that you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I do that now. I do that on my mailbox. <laughs> you're trying to. <sighs> my back and my knees crack like my grandma's rack rocking chair. So my wife's in the kayak in front of me, and every time she'd turn around and look back, I'd be going, oh, I'm fine. As soon as she'd turn around, I'd be like, oh, shit. Tony, did you get a... Why didn't you bring a trolling motor? Yeah. So, Tony, like, I have a fishing kayak, so that's how that's usually how I fish, I hop in a kayak. Did you get a sit-on or sit-in? It's a sit-on, and it is a fishing kayak. It's got the little holes to hold your hose. No, the holes to hold your pose. <laughs> said that backwards. I was, I was tracking, but that's funny. Yeah, no, yeah, because I've got a, I've got a lifetime fishing kayak. That's the same thing, the sit on, and then yeah, that's what mine's a sit on. The problem is I haven't fished out of it yet because if I if I just like look this direction, <laughs> if I look that way, I'm and so my whole thing is I'm trying to listen. It's going to yeah. Longer. Let alone yeah. adding on your catch. I mean, you, a couple right. pounds of fish and you're sunk. You pull it. That's the pocket fishing. So I haven't went fishing in it yet, but I did think about this. So say you're out fishing and you hook onto a 15 pound catfish. Can you actually reel the fish in, or do you just let it drag you around the Until lake? it gets tired, yeah. Just let it drag you around until it gets tired. They will, they will, yeah, no, when you kayak fish, uh, you, if you catch a fish that big, it's going to pull you, you, it will pull you as you're pulling it in. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. What happens is, because I've done this, and I, I, I grabbed uh last time I was up in my cabin a month and a half ago, it was a northern, it wasn't too big, but it was about yay. Um, but what happens is, unless you're anchored, you kind of tend to meet in the middle in whichever direction the fish is going. So yeah, you'll bring it in, but it will bring you in with it, and then you'll be like, "I have a fish." Oh shit! Shore's over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll sneak up on you. Yeah, I uh, love kayak fishing. It was a blast. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's not much different. From, like you could be in a canoe and you catch a big enough fish, it'll the same damn thing. You're like. And, and like, especially in a canoe, like by yourself, you're just like, "Cool, I caught one." You're like, oh, "I guess I'm going this way." What did you do with the invasive carp that jump out of the water and smack the shit out of you? Do you just fall off the kayak, or you don't kayak on that shit? <laughs> well, that's like all the water here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you bring a 22 and you shoot the son of a bitch. No, actually, at that point, shotgun, skeet shooting, just fucking yeah, first well, shot. Well, I mean, you could like so. The law here is if you catch one, you have to kill it. But yep. But 
I mean, they're 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 bad. We've got fish and wildlife like electrifying the water by different dams, and then all these carp are just like floating dead, and there's just hordes of carp. And they yeah, just we, go with a net and sweep them up and do we, it again we, the we next week. The bear should be happy. There to, there's nothing there to eat them. Eh? There's no predator there for them. No, no. I know they're not. I know they're invasive, well, so, but there's nothing there they can eat them. We finally started licensing commercial fishing charters, which wasn't a thing here, specifically for that fish. So like they're someone buys them i think there might be like i guess i guess there's like asian food marts and then all the people who make the canned gefilte fish so i guess i guess there's a market out there for them but yeah i must say the only animal that would catch a flying fish jamie out of the water is a grizzly bear and you really don't want to import grizzlies no No. No, that's that's true i mean they've been running amok here for a long time but it's it's like exponential so like the past 10 to 20 years it's just yeah. like there's there's news stories of people like getting knocked off of boats and like their jaw bones broken because these fish just come up and slam right into them yeah. well and a lot of that happened because of uh so history nerd fact about 20 or 25 years ago massive flooding in iowa because for some reason there was a carp farm near the Mississippi, and there was high levels of flooding there. The carp farm flooded. All the fish got into the Mississippi and then started, they had free reign and started reproducing like crazy, so they started going up and down the Mississippi into every tributary. Because apparently there was a lack of carp near the Mississippi. What's that? Because apparently there was a lack of normal carp near the Mississippi. Oh, We've always had carp here. These are the Asian carp. I know they are. Yeah. But yeah, because we, you get to southern Minnesota, you start driving boats, and they'll start doing the fly out of the water thing. Uh, yeah, I don't think they'll they won't come out just on a kayak. Uh, normally, when I had my boat, well, they need motor vibration, I think. Yeah, when I had my boat, if I was just floating there, you didn't see them. But if you fired up the boat and, and traveled down, then they start jumping out of the water. I know what you guys need. There's one animal, one animal. You guys already have turtle I man. Know. We'll take care of that. Animal. Canadian geese. Yeah. Fuck Canadian geese. We're not importing Canadian geese. <laughs> Let them fly. Take them. No, they're already here. Take Let them. them yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. They're well, everywhere. I'm about to go to a letter candy diatribe. What is the difference in Canadian pigs versus U.S. pigs? You talking about Canadian bacon? Yeah, Canadian and ham. Canadian ham. <laughs> Canadian bacon is just ham. It's just ham. It's just ham. Yeah, it's just ham. Why is it can- Canadian ham, though? How because we put maple in it, you silly goof. Because it's small enough to go on an egg McMuffin. Because they want to pretend it's bacon, but it's actually ham. So they because they sell all of the actual bacon to their, their more uh, waistline challenge neighbors to the south, and then they just market the, the ham as bacon. Oh, see, I, I just thought the Crown exported all the bacon to England, and that probably makes more sense. No, no, no. You guys take it all. No, oh, here's something else that's getting talking about bacon. Here's something else that's getting ready to go on. Mm, and this, is, this is also true. Really the, state of, the state of California has passed a proposition something uh, or another. Uh, they did it last year, and it's getting ready to go into effect now. That if you have a sow, which is a female pig with babies, mm-hmm. you have to give them X amount of room to to stay in. Well, most of the hog farms 
especially up in Iowa, which produces what 60, 70% of the nation's hogs, uh, they, they're not set up for this. And so they're no longer going to be able to import bacon and, and pork products into Canada out of, from the other states. Great. And, My state will take it. And so what's happened, though, is these Iowa farmers are losing, you know, like 30-something percent of their annual production that California purchases. And so a bunch of them are going out of business. Anyway, you're going to see a bacon shortage coming up here really, really soon. Uh, and California the price is skyrocketing on pork products. Huh? California or Canada? You said California. Bacon. Oh, Canada, yeah. you can do anything up there. They, they they'll they'll kill a grizzly and caught bacon. So yeah, no, that's can you can you Canada? get Canadian bacon from an American pig, or does it have to be Canadian? Oh, ah, there's an existential existential wow, that's question. Very, that's a very champagne versus Actually, what they're going to do is California is not going to be importing Chinese bacon, which is made from the uh, the ungers that are in concentration camps. Oh God! Why you got to Why you got to do this, Chuck? Why, why you got to push my buttons when, when we're trying to, like, get close to wrapping up here? Can't. Hey, what's a little genocide joke between friends? Yeah. China, man. Mm. Oh, we're trying to wrap up, and I didn't even get to go on my on – my, on my, uh... Yeah, the rant that you were supposed to do weeks ago, and everybody said, ah, we're dark this summer. Uh, so, has anybody – and this – happened a couple months ago and it's still kind of happening or whatever as brothers of the craft have you ever experienced something where a brother in whether it's a lodge whether it's the right either right whatever has received an honor and then because they were made aware that they were going to receive that honor even if it was going to be a month or two down the road Subtle became the most insufferable, egotistic bastard you've ever met. Thankfully, no. Mm. But I bet it happens a lot. From my experience, it doesn't. However, I have discovered at least one occurrence of this very recently. Um, and I, I won't say what the honor is, whatever, because I don't want to put a complete bullseye on it. But so... Somebody I know that who's a, a a great guy, I love him dearly, huge heart, had been made aware he was going to receive a specific honor. Does the fourth know him? I think I think he does, but not directly. Okay. Um so so this dude I know was made made aware he was gonna get an honor. And then, like, two days later at a state-level conference was a complete dick to anybody that was lower level, quote-unquote, to place it in kind of general terms, than he was within that body, which is a different body in which he's getting the honor in. And he's just been a completely unhinged prick ever since. Really? Yeah. And... I have this there, is there, there is a particular award that you can get in Commandery and a particular award you can get in Scottish Rite that I have heard that there were guys who when they got these things turned into insufferable pricks. 
Yeah. So I have never seen it because, thankfully, at least in my jurisdiction, and the everybody's already right. insufferable pricks, so it don't matter. That's probably fair. No, we're all a bunch of guys who are just like all doing the same shit. We all we're just like we're going to award you. And I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so whatever. Truck, so truck, I can at least say it wasn't the KTCH, which is that one. Um, can, uh, there's a couple. There's a couple honors out there that I I do know. So I I said, thankfully, where I am, and I've had this conversation with uh, past and current grands in in, in York Wright and the deputy for my state, and uh, there's actually some other you know various grant you know the grand sovereigns the NMJ, and I've pointed out that thankfully. I mean, I'm a pretentious prick to begin with because you know I got a PhD because I've told you within 30 seconds. <laughs> but um, the thing is, is that... Unless you've mentioned it 73 times on the show. I'm slipping if it's only that many. No, that's that's this episode, not, but, not your entire okay. time. But most of the guys in, in, in masonry, you know, most of the guys I know who, who do have many, and, you know, the fourth has been on this show and he's a very good friend of mine, um... He may deny that, but I claim it. I do too, and he won't. He won't admit to it. Yeah, is that the majority of the guys? I mean, there's a time and a place where they expect the titles and all that stuff to come out when it's appropriate. They're not going to just do it to you and go. I mean, I've heard guys go like, "Well, some guys goes like, well, just you know, I'm a past district deputy," and I'd like. I mean, I I remember like. Yeah, that actually happened to me back when I was in PA, and there was a past master there who was like, "Who gives a shit?" And that's when I realized, like, "Oh yeah, like if you're harping on the titles and the awards you got, that's probably because in the rest of your life you're probably a loser." And that's fairly applicable to this situation. I see. Because yes, losers need. What's that? Accomplishment too. <laughs> As I've told guys, I got two titles I care about. A feather to put in her doctor head. and daddy. After that, I don't give a rat's ass. Yep. You're a doctor? He is. <laughs> Not medical, but... I was actually making a real point there, but yes. Mm. Sorry, daddy and father. The, 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 daddy, God damn it. Are you a doctor like the guy father. from Catch Me If You Can was a doctor? He's a doctor like Sheldon Cooper was a doctor. I hate that show so much. <laughs> what are you a doctor Quid pro in? quo, Chuck. What are you a doctor in? That and what true. website can I get mine from? He's Tony's a PhD in engineering, nuclear engineering. No, electrical really? engineering. Electrical, sorry. Photonics. Wow. Yeah. That's a no, big I, deal. I'm at. Here's no, the funny uh, thing don't, don't inflate his ego. It, it's not a big deal. No, that is a big deal. There no, it's is. really not. Because I mean, you talking for five minutes. I've had people go, "So you're a doctor?" Yep. You don't act like it. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> ding ding. Thank you. I only wear my white coat at work. Dude, those robes are so god awful heavy. Put a vacuum thermometer in my pocket. You're an engineer, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Because you never know when you got to stick something hey, up your bum. it's COVID time. Right. you got to do those accurate temperature checks. Hey, man, i got a thermocouple. Just so you know, this one's not for rectal. 
But so this guy gets the he get he he's informed he's going to get the honor. It hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen in a month or two. I now know which one it is. Uh, probably. Um, but the thing is, everybody else, with rare exception that I know that has received that honor, was not only humbled by the fact they received that honor, but also understand that they just carry themselves like. They understand to them that it's a very great honor, but to everybody else, they shouldn't. It's also an honor that none of us are ever going to obtain. <laughs> There's probably maybe one guy on the show, but yeah, uh, I know not me. I-, I mentioned to somebody if I ever get that honor, then something's gone horribly. Yeah, no, that's there's going to be a black hole that opens up in the middle of Ireland and sucks. I was about to say to say to John, thanks for that faith in me, thinking I might get there. I, 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 Wait, I, are we talking about Mason, John. Of, the, Mason of the Year here? No, I, 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 dude, I, if I get that honor, dude, if John and I both get that honor, the universe is going to reboot because the whole universe is divided by zero. It just, it's, 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 this is clearly a simulation if that happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's got the hypothesis that that the universe does that every quantum instance anyway but that's a whole and i I, I bring this up because like monday i have to deal with grand encampment where there's i love all my fellow sir knights but there are some egos there and i have to like kowtow and salute them all as they come through our lines for two hours in the heat and full class a uniform but whatever but it's so shocking because this person got a honor in a body, a separate body, not Blue Lodge. And now, and he's been, and I quote, he's, he's actually said to somebody else in a drunken haze, well, now that I've got this, people have to listen to everything. I, they have to do what I say. Yeah. All of us in the other bodies have gone... No. <laughs> yeah, so when that happens around me, usually, otherwise. usually the head of the body would will, will mention it in passing, like so-and-so just got elected or appointed to this particular body, his grand line, or received this honor in this body. And, you know, we do it in lodge. You know, it's a courtesy just to let the guys know in the lodge or the, you know, the particular body that, because here in our my, in Connecticut, we actually do talk and interact pretty well. But, you know, so guy might have missed it and go, oh, well, that's really, wait, what? Oh, you got, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, it's, it, like we had a guy get a, a very big award for uh, one of the York Wright bodies that meets in my building for Lodge. And we mentioned it in my Lodge and, because he's a member of my Lodge and, you know, Everyone knows him, and it was like, even though for even though he it was not for the lodge, we made it a big deal for him, and we're going to like you know, do a formal thing in the fall with the bodies because they're all there, and we all love the guy. Well, see, that's different. I mean, and, you're doing that for him; it's not yeah. him pushing it upon you. Yeah, exactly, and and that's and yeah, the that, thing is like the the body he received this in, it's a national honor. Okay. The local body sent out an email, or at least the, the local body let him know that, the, like, almost the moment it happened. A couple which, of which means they 
up because you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, no, they're not. So, but we'll, when we get offline, I'll pick that particular bone. Mm-hmm. So the local body let him know right away. And then like two days later, they sent out an email to their membership. Meanwhile, the national body that oversees this wasn't going to release that information for like another three weeks. Yeah, I, I've but actually had to have that vote. I've actually had to have that vote in a body where me and some other guys had to arrange for for this guy with his wife to not make the meeting that night so we could vote formally on the nomination and to, to do it. We're pretty good like that. So his wife knew we were putting him up for this. Doesn't mean he was going to get it. But we literally spent two meetings making sure he was not there to make sure this happened. It happened on my watch. And I assure you, that's that's sometimes harder than you think. Thankfully, he had two daughters and a wife who could guilt trip him like a... See, that works. And, but... But he not, and, and, and he, we were also paying by certain individuals in this body under penalty of castration if he were my cigar cutter if you let him know. Yeah, like, so, it's, it's so weird because the guy that got it up here, one of those guys, humongous heart, funny dude. If, funny tragically occasionally, but funny. Everybody, he's the guy that like everybody likes because he's just he's just a, a guy's guy. Not he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer by a long shot, but he's still a great guy. Super hard worker. You know the the honor was. I mean I I can't say it wasn't due or it, it doesn't fit. But, like, the moment he found out he was getting it, he became an insufferable jack-off. Like, he's he's blown his stack in, like, different Masonic body meetings that have nothing to do with the other one because he stands up and just spouts off like he is King Dingling. And it's just shocking. Yeah. Um, but if you go back into your interactions with him and, and all the time you've known him, can you, you think you've ever seen any of that in him at all? No. Usually you really? don't. No, no. Usually you so, don't. No. Okay. So, a caveat to that, I wouldn't see. I didn't see it coming out of him. He was. He was is prone to uh, being very pliable to those that may have been able to do things for him. Higher up, okay. Um, like both cup and pole, kind of pliable. Um, and His nose is brown. Yeah, I mean to some extent, but outside of that, no. And the and the thing is, like the the brown nosing. To be honest, like most of the guys who are higher higher enough up within in in the body, they. Can see that coming a mile away, like they, you know, the particular that gave them this honor. I can see them enjoying a proper, a proper, you know, uh, stranger jerk off. So, 
Well, <laughs> well that just kind of makes it harder. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it's not mine. It's on the other side of the river. It's where the bridges fall down. They fall down on the other side of the river. Nope, not in St. Paul. And didn't know that. Irish. Well, all right then. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was just shocking that somebody would receive. It, it, it's a very prestigious honor, but was turned into such a scorching bag. And I still love the guy, and he's still great, and I, he's, I, I love him to death. But well, it, we gotta finish up the show, Harlan, so he can tell us specifically which one it was, because I had a couple. It could be. Seriously, mute me, Tony. I'm playing. I didn't know I had that ability. I didn't know you had that ability either. <laughs> You're Tony is all powerful. T- Tony walks into our Jitsi room and just has all the controls. <laughs> well, I've. Uh, let's see if I has anything else. I oh, I did try to uh, visit some of my brothers while I was on vacation. Took a whole Tuesday evening away from the beach to put on a suit and drive to a nearby historic district to uh, visit at the posted summertime meeting place and time for a lodge. was quite excited about it. I like traveling out of state. And I got stood up, like entirely stood up. Um, so not going to call any lodge out in particular, Georgia, but uh, I'm a little hurt. So, um, you know, you're gonna like cancel your meeting. Like, put something up on your website or something. Like, let let, let a brother know. You, he might have traveled for eleven hours from his hometown to come and say hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was my. That was the one downside of my motorcycle trip. Is I didn't get. To, I rode past a couple of massages. Going. I'm freaking out on what. I Who Tony. was that? Muted the wrong person, Tony. Tony. I blame Tony. I know oh, right. it wasn't Pornhub. It's true. Well, that'd have been well. I mean, that'd have been more fitting, but <laughs> it'd been a lot worse. Would have been funnier. No, I, I, I rode past several Masonic lodges on my motorcycle trip, but didn't reach out to the brothers because I was with my brother, and if we were on the bikes, we were drinking. So that's not that's no way to meet another member of the craft. Well, at least while I was there, I did some touring. And uh, I learned a little tidbit about, uh, let me make sure I've got this right here, because I found it on a plaque while I was there. Were we at Savannah? Yeah, so Solomon's Lodge Number 1 in the Savannah, Georgia. The Lodge in the United yep. States. Yep. That was they a, did, uh, because they did not go dark during the Morgan Affair, like in the Northeast U.S., that's why. Well, that and they were... Uh, I mean, they were chartered uh, December 27th, 1786. So, God bless Urbanus, uh Third highest Irish population in the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't the lodge that stood me up. I was... Uh, I was. That lodge should, st- should, should stand you up, Harlan. Well, they should, but they just weren't meeting while I was there. Like, if I, if I was going to visit... You know, any lodge at any time in the calendar month, I, I would have just for the historic significance. I, I walk by the building and like it, it looks like the oldest lodge in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, it's it's been maintained, but like you know, 
no matter how much you maintain something, it gets that like I'm just really antiquated and old look. Like, you know, half of London, right? So um it was pretty cool. Uh the rest of Savannah was uh not as cool. But didn't have that same patina. Well, that's what we were hoping to find when we went was like, you know, old things and a little bit of history. Instead, what we found was a uh, plastic paneled riverboat whose paddle didn't even turn because it was just motor driven um, that everyone was buying dinner tours on. A whole bunch of little like touristy shops selling trinkets and souvenirs on the river. And uh, yeah, that, that was that was my Savannah experience. Maybe I just went to the wrong parts. Didn't have time to tour the whole city, but that was supposed to be the historic district, so that's where we went. Um, anyway, just wanted to throw my brothers under the bus, and I will have to remember to censor out the lodge name before we publish this. And we have another jurisdiction that Harlem is officially banned for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we were in South Carolina, and that's where I was going to go to lodge, and then I thought, oh, no, it's too soon. Too soon. I better better go over to Georgia. <laughs> no, their their new grandmaster's not a f- wit, So, uh, so yeah. I uh, with that, and there were no nearby lodges that were meeting while I was there because I was on uh, Hilton Head Island, which is like Ooh, I know right that across is. from Savannah. What are you tardy? Um, yeah, I, di- I didn't pay for it. Don't go get any ideas. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, your wife's family paid for it. That is correct because I married for money. Yes, you did. <laughs> Insert inappropriate joke here. Never, never mind the countless years of college that we spent without two pennies to rub together and bouncing debit cards at the Taco Bell. But congratulations, sir! You married for both for for money, looks, and a woman who has absolutely no sense of standards. So needle in a haystack. You can't all be that lucky, Harlan. No, <laughs> no, no, but. That, this also means I'm never gonna win the lottery or any other. Yeah, you just kind of you you burned up all your luck at one spot. Well done, and give her my best. Yeah, I'm sure she's not still listening because it's yeah. I'm finally getting all that good karma from my divorce. So. Way past my bedtime too. Well, that's well, right. Well, Jamie's well, already Jamie's already lighting up. That's why the camera's off. So yeah, you wrap this up. Iceland. All right. Well. Thanks for listening to episode 280, the uh, back to school episode of the After Lodge podcast. We are back, hopefully broadcasting again on Wednesday nights at roughly 8-ish p.m. Eastern time. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with Jamie, because I haven't been there in a little while, on IRC at irc.snewnet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. And uh, you can find some of us, namely the King of No Pants, and if you can ever guess Bruce's name, uh, it's you slash Rumpelstiltskin, by the way, (laughs) Uh, on Reddit. And, uh, yeah, leave some comments on our website. Be nice. They're somewhat automatically moderated. We got artificial intelligence to sort that out for us. So maybe yeah, that's why there's no comments because the AI filtering just... intelligence on the show. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, say, we'll have comments in shows posted. Maybe. I think it's more like all of our audience can't 
post anything that I'll get past the bots. So, <laughs> yeah, like, incapable. Max, don't don't mention three distinct knocks. We'll we'll crash your uh, your <laughs> your internet. They don't yeah, downloads of virus so, for you. Don't do that. We, we, we after lodge them. It's like the uh, Masonic version of slash dotting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, brothers. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Toodles. Bye-bye. See ya.